Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Best Got Beat, sponsored by Adoption at Heart. My name's Johnny Dreary, I'm stepping in this week for your usual host, Nathan Judah, who's away today, and I'm alongside, um, well, not alongside, the other side of a computer screen from your Walsall correspondent, Joe Edwards. First of all, Joe, before we go on to the Saddler's chat, how are you? Have you had a good week? I'm all right. We've just chatted off air that I'm not really sleeping at the minute. <laughs> um, any any fathers out there can attest to this, and I'm finding it finding it out uh, first and now. Um, yeah, little Jensen's five months old, and he's not sleeping um, <laughs> at the minute. Um, he was he 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 was a dream of, about a month ago. You'd put him down at about. Half eight, nine o'clock, and he'd be up again at seven o'clock in the morning for his next feed, and you, you know, everything was right in the world. But now it's, yeah, he's basically up all night. <laughs> so <laughs> you got um, too far, got too ahead of yourself, Joe. Yeah, I know. It was all sunshine and rainbows. I was, yeah, just roused t- tinted glasses, but uh, I brought her crashing back down to earth. But uh, I'm here. I've had a coffee, and uh, we're gonna play for it, mate. We're going to play through. Talking of sunshine and rainbows, the last time I came on the best got beat and, and covered a Walsall game, it was all doom and gloom. We're in the midst of a, <laughs> the terrible Matt Taylor run. Now it is all all sort of meadows and rainbows. You know, it's so positive. The Saddlers are flying. What, what's, what's been going on, Joe? Well, it's, <laughs> things have changed, didn't they, in, in a month? I mean, it, football, a month is a, is a lifetime, really, a month is. Um, but... Um, yeah, it just things have turned on their head. I mean, when we last spoke, you know, well, a month ago when Flynn was appointed, the Walsall were, I believe, I think it was four points clear at the drop zone. Um, they'd lost seven in a row. Yeah, there was shot in confidence. I was very concerned that they were going to go down. I thought it was a genuine possibility. And had you asked me flip of a coin, are they going down? As I've said before, I probably would have said yes. Now, um, the Flynn coming in, getting results immediately, five unbeaten now, four wins in a row at home. <laughs> They're closer to the playoffs than they are the relegation zone. Um, I, I don't think that that's a realistic target, by the way. I know there's a few saying tongue-in-cheek. I think they would yeah. have to win every game uh, to get there. Um, but... They're closer to the top half. Um, they're two points off the top half. Fifteen clear now of the relegation zone, and the the difference is is nice and day. It is. It's it. They they they've got a system. They they look like they know their jobs. Everybody's chipping in. Character, effort, and quality as well. And um, you know the. It, of course, there isn't. There hasn't been a transfer window in between. It's not as if it's a Flynn has come in and brought in a new set of players and really kind of had the chance to really stamp his mark onto things. He's he's inherited that same group, but he's just got so much more out of them. And um, Walsall are looking like a team at the minute. They're, you know, they're actually looking like a team that um, got a bit about them. Obviously. Winning four in a row at the Banksies, I think that's the first time since 2017 that they've done that. So, you know, the old adage of making your own ground a bit of a fortress, they're kind of starting to do that. And now that you know they're facing kind of sides in in and around them, and you fancy them to to pick up points. So, yeah, it's testament to the uh, to the work Flynn has done. Really, he's coming 
shook things up, grabbed grabbed them by the scruff of the neck. I think you know, not literally, figuratively, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's kind of gave them that kick up the backside they needed, and Walsall. Um, I mean, the results speak for themselves, but anybody who watches the team can can tell you that you know they're certainly far better now for the change. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is funny how things change. I was just looking this morning, doing a bit of digging on on sort of stats. Like you said, I'm beaten in five, four wins in a row at home, three in a row at home under Flynn. I think one the Tramway game was just before Flynn, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yes, it was. They're up, they're up to fourteenth. You know, I use this this. Um, Football cliche with Joe Massey at West Brom last night. It's a funny old game. Football's a funny old game, you know, a month <laughs> yeah. ago. How things can turn in a month. But I suppose that shows why Flynn was such a sought-after manager. You know, he's been out of the game since he was at Newport. He's been linked with every job under the sun. I know Shrewsbury really wanted him a few years ago. Um, he's just showing how good of a manager he is, I suppose, isn't he? Because, you know, as you say, he's still working with the same tools that Matt Taylor had to work with. He's, he's showed his credentials pretty much straight away. And... He said himself on another on another podcast, I think it was the, the EFL podcast or something like that, that he wasn't expecting to get back into League Two. You know, he he wanted to be in League One in an ideal world. I think he said he applied for a job in in Scotland in the Scottish Prem as well. Um, but he's he's obviously coming into Warsaw, and I mean, I think you know you can make a case for almost every player that has benefited from the change. But there are a few standouts. I mean. Emmanuel Osadibi, um, you know, you, you've, you've seen a few Warsaw games yourself, Johnny, and Emmanuel Osadibi being a bit of a number 10 that kind of blows a bit hot and cold, and you can see he's definitely got ability, but I hadn't shown it often enough. Changing him to a wing-back has been a masterstroke. He's been, I mean, against, against last night against, um, against Oldham, he was... He was everywhere. He was he was at the heart of everything Walsall did. Got got the goal. Got an assist. And he was, for me, by far and away the man of the match. He was he was brilliant. Um, so he's been a he's been a revelation at, at, at wing back. When I remember when he, he was first lined up there, um, I can't think what game it was. Now it was one of the home games. I think it might have been Hartlepool. And. Um, we all looked at the team sheet and we'd got word that it was a 3-5-2 with Osadibi at wing-back and we were all going, are you sure? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, and it turned out that he'd, he'd um, been at Gillingham previously and Wayne Hatswell coming in as Flynn's assistant had him in that role briefly at Gillingham and said, right, I think he can do a job. And he's more than done a job. He's been brilliant. Um, Shade, Tyree Shade has been a similar example, a right winger who had played up front a little bit as well. Um, and again, blow not and cold really. He's playing as a, le- as a left wing back and has been consistent every week. You know, really kind of high levels of performance. And players like Hayden White um, playing on the right of a back three, looking solid every week. Manny Monf, it was good. It was one of the Warsaw's better better performers anyway this season. But he's he's hit another level, I'd say, under uh, Flynn. And same goes to Connor Wilkinson, who has got four goals in in as many home games now. He's really hitting his stride. So yeah, you can make a case for 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 most players really, but um, so many have have kind of upped their performance levels under Flynn. He's obviously tapped into something and got them working hard, um, 
committing themselves to the cause and, and showing that ability. The, the, the system is organised, it's regimented in a sense that 3-5-2, everybody knows their jobs, but the attackers have licence and those wing-backs... You know, they, they they attack as much as they defend, if if not more, really. So uh, there is license for the players to express themselves, and um, they're certainly enjoying life under Flynn. That's that's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, it does show Flynn's credentials. Just flipping it, and I don't want to put a dampener on uh, on Walsall at the moment because they're they're flying high. But you you know, we heard from sort of fans saying that the players. Potentially down tools under Taylor, but now they're flying. Does, does it make you feel a little bit sorry for Matt Taylor in a way that these players are, are performing now? Obviously, they're performing because of what Flynn's getting out of them and Flynn's, you know, Flynn's skills and, and credentials. But you know, you were you you've been there all season. You know, you were, I know you were a sort of fan of Matt Taylor as well. You know, what what do you think on from that sort of point of view? Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame that you know it has to take a change of manager to to for it to happen. I, I, I've said before, I don't think it, Walsall's demise to, to the to the point where Matt Taylor was sacked was all down to Matt Taylor. I think you have to look at you know the effort of some of the players, and it was a collective responsibility. You couldn't just place it all on the shoulders of the manager. But I think also as well, you know, playing a front two now, it, it, it seems a lot more dynamic than the four-three-three that um, Matt Taylor kind of religiously stuck to and didn't really veer from um, a a free at the back as well just kind of it does complement that group of players it seems better than the 4-3-3 and um, he did go to 3-5-2 for the last couple of games Taylor but I think it was a case of too little too late and um, it is a shame, that, but I guess we've seen it before and we'll see it again where players don't quite perform for one manager and a new one comes in, they get a lift and everybody's kind of a, enjoying a new lease of life and, and things kind of take a turn for the better. Um, ultimately, you know, Walsall are on the up and there's, there's obviously you, you want to be positive about that. It's a shame that somebody had to lose their job um, and, and for it to get to that point before that happened. But... Um, I think yeah, it's a case of looking forward now, and and that and that is and that is it. It's um, it's just nice that Walsall now can um, look at the rest of this season um, we, without really any major trepidation or fear. Um, as I say, fifteen points clear now. I think that's them all, but math- mathematically safe. They don't want to down tools at this point, and Flynn has warned against that, and there won't be any room for that because Flynn. Now he's very demanding, um, but you know they they haven't got to go into games fearing anything. Um, they can they can keep on applying themselves, keep on trying to get results, and just kind of see where that leaves them. I think if they were to try and get into the playoffs, they'd have to win literally every game, um, and I, I think that is a bit of a stretch. And they they are getting a bit light uh, numbers wise. You know, the, a few have been running on fumes these last couple of weeks, so. Um, We'll see what the next few games bring, but um, yeah, certainly the out- the outlook is so much rosier. And and again, it just goes back to the the, the job Flynn has done. He had a track record at the level. Um, it looked a good appointment on paper, and in practice, it's uh, certainly supporting that theory as well. And you'd you 
you're looking at half an eye on next season and thinking with a proper summer, a proper pre-season to get his messages across to bring in some of the players that that he knows and and highlights as being kind of key parts of the system he wants to play. You can't help but be excited over um, what could be achieved at, at Warsaw next season. It's it finally feels that they could be onto something, and um, hopefully that proves to be the case. Yeah, they're in a position now, aren't they, where they're sort of not, as Flynn said, not mathematically safe from relegation, you know, probably not going to get in the playoffs. But is there is it a case now of Flynn using the next 10 or so games or however many games are left to look at what he's got? And the, I suppose it, it's not the case that the players haven't got anything to play for. I'm sure a lot of them players will probably be playing for their futures in the next 10 games. So, like they say, there is still plenty to play for, even if it's not for playoffs or league position or staving off relegation. Yeah, I think there's a balance to be struck. I don't think we're going to see major changes. And I know there's the argument that, right, let's have a look at, um, you know, a Sam Perry for an extended spell. Let's have a look at um, Jack Rose in goal, because Jack Rose is Warsaw's player as opposed to Carl Rushworth, who's on loan. Or I think one of the questions that we'll get to later, kind of, well, if Devante Rodney's on a four-year contract, let's have a look at... Well, not a four-year contract, contracted until 2024. But if you look at... Let's have a look at him rather than Miller, who's still on loan. But I think he's going to try and pick his what he feels is his strongest team for the rest of the season. Um, he said himself he wants to finish as high as table in the possible, as high up in the table as possible. And I get, yeah, every manager is, is going to say that. But you really sense that, that Flynn means it. And... Um, yeah, he he will he won't want a bottom bottom half finish, um, you know, just because of the, where he was with Newport and where they were consistently, he doesn't want a bottom half finish on on his CV. Even if it even if it the case was that he inherited the side in in February and has so far you know massively turned around their fortunes, he wants he will want a top half finish and as much momentum as possible going into next season. So I think that naturally. There will be some rotation, um, as I've touched on. That there are there are a few who are struggling a bit. Uh, Labadie came off with a bit of a knock last night. Manny Monf has been playing through a knee niggle for a few weeks now. His knees flared up. Um, Hayden White recently had COVID. Um, Lee Tomlin has had COVID as well. Um, Flynn confirmed that last night. He's missed the last two games. So look, COVID is still an issue. There's a few knocks flying about. So I think we will see changes. Um, but I can't see kind of wholesale ones because Warsaw's squad isn't necessarily that massive anyway at this point. There's still the likes of uh, Reese Devine on the sidelines, Zach Mills on the sidelines, obviously Rory Holden, a long-term absentee as well. Um, so I don't think it necessarily lends itself to, right, let's have a look at five or six players other than other than final run of games. I think it's he's gonna try and pick a stronger team as possible for, for now until the, the the very final whistle is blown, you know, to signal the end of the campaign. Um yeah, you wanna have a look at what you've got and have a good idea going into next season, but um I don't think he'll make changes for changes' sake. I think um, you know, while it might be it kind of Playoffs might be out their reach. I think in their minds they'll be aiming to get as close as they can. To be honest, 
Yeah, certainly, it's certainly within their reach. It's a top half finish, anyway. But yeah, yeah. Just on uh, a recent result, it's been a, a fruitful few days back at the best. Got went over Sutton on Saturday, and then uh, and then last night, which we'll focus on. Um, I know Oldham fans have been calling their resurgence the the Shez erection under John Sheridan, but uh, Walsall put a dent in that last night with a with a superb comeback. But didn't go all their own way from the start. Joe, I watched the highlights this morning. It was a a pretty soft goal to concede, if we're honest. It was, it was. I mean, Flynn said he watched it back and um, that Labadee, who was marking Sutton, the scorer, actually ran into Month and then Wilkinson was trying to go and clear, but then it took a nick and he said, yeah, it was a bit soft on first viewing, but he said if you watch it back, it, it was a touch unfortunate as well. Um, but no, I mean, in, in real time, it looked soft. Um, you know, that Warsaw as we know, have struggled against the strugglers all season long. I mean, it, it threatened to be another one of those nights, really. Um, uh, Oldham backed off Walsall, I'd say, to first 10-15. They were quite happy to let Walsall have the ball, and I think the onus was on Walsall to try and make a few things happen, but it, it was a little bit laboured, and then... Oldham got their first corner and scored from it and you just thought, hold on, it's not going to be one of those nights again. Um, but credit to them, they um, it's obviously the first time they've come from behind to win this season, which you know it shouldn't have taken this long to do it, but at least they've finally got that uh, you know that 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 stat behind them. Um, Emmanuel Osadibi, as I say, he was he was marvellous and. His goal, he just switched to the left-hand side. Him and, him and Tyree Shade had, had, had switched flanks. Um, I mean, by the way, Oldham striker Hallam Hope going down in the heap the way he did. I mean, if you were one of his Oldham teammates, you would be absolutely fuming. He's, he's gone down under a challenge by Manny Month. And I thought, oh, well, he must have really rolled his ankle here or something because he's just given possession away. Month has played it wide to Osadibi. Granted, Osadibi still has... A fair amount to do, but he cuts him from the left-hand flank and boom, right foot straight into the far corner. Now a chance for the goalkeeper, and this whole time Hope is still on the floor, but then he's back in the centre circle, taking you know, get, getting play back underway, and he carries on until the 70th, 80th minute. So you know, if you're an old-term player, you're yeah. thinking, come on, do us a favour, you know, especially when they're itching and you know, fighting and clawing for for every point that they can get. Um, you know, they, they, he didn't do them a favour at all. And then second half, really, a bit tit for tat. Oldham, I will say, had more about them than a fair few of the other sides that I've seen towards a the bottom few of the scrambles, table. scrambles, didn't they? It was a bit of, bit of fortune for Walsall at times. The ball was yeah. bobbling around in that area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was one... Um, Rushworth tipped it past the pass for Missaloo, but then the following quarter, Rushworth spilled it and was... Quite fortunate to get away with it, really. Um, another side may have punished that. Um, they had their chances, Oldham, and they were having a go. They weren't just kind of in their shells and and just sitting back. They, they were they were trying to have a go for it, and then of course Warsaw in the end landed a decisive blow. I think John Sheridan afterwards was saying Wilkinson was offside, um, which he may well have been, but um, a, a fantastic cross from. From Osadibi, that was just begging to to have a final touch, and Wilkinson. It's quite a difficult one, though, wasn't it? The way the ball was sort of moved, the ball was curling sort of away from Wilkinson, and he's managed to get a, a deft touch on it and 
to turn it home. I thought it was a, it was a really good finish. From oh, he was, yeah, br- brilliant finish, and and again speaks to the form that he's in. He's been brilliant. I mean, if you if you give him a give him half a chance at the minute, he's he's, he's putting it in the back of the net. He's um he's really hit his stride. So as I say, I think Walsall on the balance um were had just had shaded it, and I think we're you know you, you couldn't really argue too much, but. Oldham, um, I think they've got two games in hand on um, on Stevenage, who are apparently, as we speak, are in the on, in the midst of sacking um, Paul Tisdale. Tisdale yeah. So, um, I, having seen that from Oldham, I've got a sneaking suspicion they might get out of it. I think they had more about them than some of the other teams, um, and I thought they applied themselves pretty well, but. Um, Warsaw just having that bit more nouse about them now under Flynn and and, and it, that's the thing even when it was a good performance last night you know what I mean don't don't get me wrong but they're finding a way to just kind of grind out results even when they're not not having it all their way in games when Oldham up in the scoring for example you know I mean Sutton as well tried to kind of bully him last weekend didn't work Warsaw showed a bit of character and it's just that a bit more streetwise now Warsaw. Bit, bit more, kind of got a bit more grit about them. They're not caving, you know. That first goal, as obviously that, the fact that it was the first time they'd come from behind to win. I mean, so many times early on in the campaign they conceded first, and it was like it, it, it was a write-off. That's it. Then they're, they're, they're losing now, um, but that's not the case anymore. And um, they've got a bit of resilience, a bit, bit more edge to them, and. Um, Another three points in the bag and uh, momentum going to Harrogate now on Saturday. Yeah, certainly momentum behind uh, behind Walsall. Just uh, another one of my questions I was going to just um, go over with you, Joe, before we go on to the, the questions from you Saddlers fans. You know, there has been, as we spoke about, there's been a lot of differences since Flynn come in. In terms of individual personnel, it's hard to look beyond Connor Wilkinson. Um, I think it's five and eight, four in the, in a row at home. You know, yeah. I know he was talking about how he's loving life under under Michael Flynn. What what have you seen change, Joe, in terms of positionally, or is it just a case that Flynn's just maybe injected some confidence into him that he's that he's needed? Well, he's he's playing now as part of a front two, which I think benefits him. Um, and, and Miller, it's benefited Miller as well. He, he's he's not he's not been quite as consistent as Wilkinson, but he's still scored goals under Flynn, um, has George. And yeah, you know, so many times early on in the season, you were just crying out for a front two, um, but it was a front three with Wilkinson sometimes on the right of it. He had played that role for for Leighton Orient last season and scored fifteen goals, so he has done it previously. But I think you know he said himself the other day, is a lot was being asked of him defensively. Uh, under Taylor and that may not necessarily be his game but um, playing as a proper striker as as a number nine really well you could still argue he's a, maybe a bit more of a 10 he likes to drop deeper than Miller does Miller plays on the shoulder and that's like any kind of striker partnership isn't it really it's, it, it sounds a bit stereotypical but one comes short one goes long and Wilkinson is the one that tends to try and come short and get on the ball and Miller is the one that plays on the shoulder and just trying to kind of chase down the loose balls. It complements each other and um, Wilkinson. His first touch and his natural ability um, is far beyond League Two. You know, he, he, he's, he's at his football nous and his general talent wouldn't look out of place high-end League One championship. You know, he, he, 
the, the way he can bring a ball down, weave his way out of tight spaces. Um, obviously, got a got a wand of a left foot. He's a gifty player. There's no doubt about that. But I think I think the marked difference for me under Flynn is his work rate. He's running himself into the ground under Flynn, and um, he came off after about eighty minutes on um, on Saturday, um, having scored the penalty against Sutton and. He, 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 I think he took a little bit of a knock to his hip, but he, he was spent. You know, he, he, he'd given given his all again at, at the final whistle on on Tuesday night. You know, he, I'd imagine he would have been really feeling it. But he's he, he's chasing everything down. Um, if he doesn't quite go his way, he's back up and, and chomping at the bit to go again. I mean, Flynn has worked with him before, um, so yeah, I think that. He's obviously tapped into something. I think it obviously helps when you know a manager and and um, know what they're like, and when a manager has a bit of a base knowledge of a of a player. But um, I think he's just been demanding from him again. Um, Wilkinson scoring, and we've kind of asked what he thinks, and he's like, "Well, Connor should be scoring goals because he's got the ability, and he's got to score more goals." And I think it's that getting that demanding nature out of him, you know, kind of. Yeah, you've got one goal, but get sc- score next week as well because you've got the ability yeah. to do it. And I think giving him that confidence and that drive, and I mean, he spoke the other day about George Miller as well, and lying they'll probably come out soon. But he was saying, well, he, he should be aiming for any striker should be aiming for twenty goals, you know. So he's he's on eleven now. Let try and get try and get him to twenty goals. So that that's the mentality. I think it's um, yeah, I, I want you scoring goals. You've got ability and and. Go out and show it, and keep showing it on a consistent basis, and um, whatever it's said, whatever has been said, um, Wilkinson has certainly responded, and um, he's been he's been fantastic these last few weeks, and uh, long may it continue. Thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council. Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sanwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place. Or, alternatively, you can call 01902 553818. Being an adoptive parent can be challenging, but it also brings great rewards. If you're interested in finding out more, please contact Adoption at Heart today by visiting adoptionatheart.org.uk. Certainly, he's on absolute fire at the moment. Um, we've got he's, he's involved in a few of our questions that we've got from, yeah. uh, from you Sadlers fans, so we'll... Uh, We'll get on to those. Uh, George Hunt, 98, with the first one. Um, apart from the players that are out of contract, is there anyone in the squad that you could see not being here next season, i.e. potentially Meni Yeah, it's an interesting one with Meni I mean, he, he signed that permanent contract in January and at the time I was thinking, brilliant piece of, piece of business. Um, he'd been really good in that first half of the season, you know, he's got a lot of the tools that you'd want from a centre half. Really strong, um, good turn of pace. Um, you know, age on his side as well. 
um, finally getting a run of games, feeling appreciated. You know, it seemed to benefit all parties. Um, and then, yeah, just such as football sometimes. Since signing the, the contract, he just, yeah, just really tailed off. Um, obviously, that seven-game losing run under Matt Taylor didn't help. And obviously, it took, took it out a lot of players, but it, it, it took it out of many essay. And it, the last time we saw him, uh, was at Swindon, of course, the 5 0 fashion at Swindon, and he had a wild fortnight at Swindon, he really did. And um, he's not been back in the team since. So, yeah, he's got to respond, but he, he's contracted till 2024, you know, a two and a half year contract. So, um, you know, unless somebody's coming in with a with a big fee um, for or a, a, a decent fee for, for many, yes, and then. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to be here, and it's a case of him trying to kind of fight for his place and prove that he uh, that he belongs um, in the team under under Michael Flynn. Um, I mean, in terms of who 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 and who won't, I mean, it's it's it's, it's difficult to say because players always come and go, such as such as the nature of football. I mean, obviously there is a few out of contract. There's a few whose loans come to an end. Um, Tyree Shade, George Miller. I think how Shade's performing, they might try and see what can be done there. Um, I think he's out of contract at Leicester this summer. Whether they have an option, I'm not, I'm not sure. But if they can kind of explore that on a free transfer, I think given how he's played, even if he even if he wasn't guaranteed to be um, starting every week under Flynn, I think it'd be worth exploring whether they could get him back um, down at the Banksies because as a left wing back, I think he's I think he's really enjoying really enjoying himself in that role and looks really well suited to it. Um, so, yeah, the players that might not be here, I mean, yeah, um, apart from the ones out of contract, it's it's, it's difficult to say. It all depends on suitors being there for them, really. But I think in an ideal world, you want to keep, you want to try and keep those the remaining contracts. I mean, there's Brendan Keenan who's, contracted still beyond the summer and he's not really had much of a look in yet so that might be one that, that, that you you are think about but I do like Brendan I think you know under under Taylor he was one of the better performers um, it's just whether he quite fits into uh, Flynn's system so that's one you could perhaps look at um yeah, it's mainly the ones that are out of contract naturally that you're looking at. I think I'd, I'd probably be surprised at this rate if Zach Mills is is at the club um, beyond the summer. I mean, he's injured at the minute and didn't really have much of a looking under Taylor. And unless he gets fit pretty quickly and stakes a claim, then it, it's hard to see him staying. Really, um, I mean, Reese Devine on that from United. I imagine he, he goes back to United again. He's been injured recently. I think there'll be a few questions on Jack Rose, but again, we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, and then Donovan Daniels is an he's an interesting one because he signed a short term deal. I think in an ideal world would probably be looking for a League One move, um, but whether he can be enticed to stay by Flynn and say, right, we want you in, we see you as the man, you know, to be that kind of. Sweeper in defence, and we want you to be that in that role and guarantee of games every week. That might be enough to to see him stay, but um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a waiting game, really. Um, but you know, 
naturally a lot of the ones out of contracts and imagine you know uh, Mills as I say Rousey's one that you look at um, Stephen Ward who hasn't had a kick under um, Flynn that only appears to be going one way at the minute unless he has a run of games before the end of the season so yeah there'll naturally be a few to depart and um, a, a few of those out of contract ones Ward M- Mills are, are kind of yeah looking looking like going one way at the minute there you go. Next question. Just staying on on players in the summer and um, the future of players. Mitchell Harvey asked, "Do you think if we have a strong end to the season, this could turn heads and attract better players who will see Walsall as a potential promotion contender next season?" Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, Flynn has been, you know, it was a coup getting Flynn, really. Yeah. Um, you know, he's obviously bought into the bought into what Walsall are trying to do, and I know, I know it sounds cliche and 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 a bit you know kind of you hear it and you you can almost pass it off but I, I do think the the ground is a is a is a selling point um and now Warsaw down on the ground and that is obviously the massive point of contention which we can we can cover till the cows come on because it is a, an albatross around the club's neck but the the actual the, the the fact that they're playing at the Banks is it is one of the best grounds in League Two. You know, even though if he does need a lick of paint here and there, um, you know, and better facilities in, in places that there, it is. You know, having been to up and down the country this year, I'd say it's in the top three or four in the league. You know, so I, th- I think just stuff like that does does help. And then if you see a team that's upward trajectory, and then Flynn's track record is a pull as well because he's he's been there, he's done it, he's he's enjoyed FA Cup runs, which for a player at um, lower league level as well, they're what you look back on at the end of your career really and think yeah, we we played you now those Newport players who played against Spurs, who played against Leicester, you know beat Leicester, um, beat Leeds, you know. They're the stuff of folklore, really. That you know, books will probably be written about that by you know Newport fans, you know, in years down the line. And and that, that was what players, you know, kind of in twenty years' time will probably be doing after dinner speaking events, <laughs> and covering and stuff. So, you know, if if they think a bit of that can be created at Walsall under Flynn, um, a promotion push, um, potential of an FA Cup run. It is. It is definitely going to, I think, attract a, a, a better caliber of player. We know Walsall are, are, are pretty. You know, there are obviously constraints around the budget. We know Walsall aren't the biggest spenders, and I don't think that's necessarily going to change. Because, as we, again, we talk about the stadium and the rent. You know, that is obviously, it is what it is. That they're, they're, they're paying that, and that that impacts their 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 finances. But um, I think certainly with Flynn at the helm, and as high as finish as possible, momentum into next season. You've got a manager there who's been there and done it. Yeah, I, I do think they're definitely a, a different prospect, and they can, they, you know, they certainly command a lot more respect in the market. And uh, I think a, a fair few more players will be looking at Walsall as a as a more attractive prospect for sure. Yeah, certainly. Giles Thatcher has got in touch with a, a pretty pretty good good question, good topic of debate. Um, he says, it's pretty obvious that Walsall needed an experienced coach at this level. Maybe MT, Matt Taylor's ideas, would have worked higher up the leagues with technically better players, but Flynn has made a massive difference in a short amount of time with the squad Matt Taylor had 
discuss. I think we've we've spoken about that, haven't we? Not in terms of um, working with technically better players, but obviously Flynn knows the level. But what's your opinion on that, Joe? You know, saying that Taylor's had good ideas, but maybe didn't work at League Two level, but might work a little bit higher up. Yeah, I think it was just a styles clash. Like he'd obviously come from youth football, playing through the thirds, ball playing defenders. Um, and I, I've said it before, but you know, you, you, your many moms can bring it out from the back, but it's not. That's not really their game. You know, I think it's one of them. You know, if players are playing at League Two level and they can play like that, they probably shouldn't be playing at League Two level. Yeah, they should be yeah, playing higher, like, shouldn't they? Yeah, it's all, it's 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 pla- it's playing. It's it's knowing the level and just catering to that. I, you know, an example. Um, I had, you know, before. Uh, I used to cover Telford and National North and Rob Edwards was the manager there of course now he's um, yeah. league, league leader at, you know for his screen and you know obviously they've, they've tailed off a bit as of late but they look like they're going to win the league but you know at, at Telford they used to do video analysis of your Kurs and Ashtons and your and your uh, you know Alfredson Towns and it was I think a lot of it was, was how the players his head too really. much too much for the level almost. Yeah, uh, I think Telford finished fourteenth that season and I I did wonder what Rob would go on and do, but obviously he's gone on to Forest Green and, and, and been really successful. Um so you know, it's not to say that Matt can't go somewhere and be successful in the future. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up, whether he goes back into management or just goes back into being a coach or working with young players or being an assistant somewhere. Obviously, time will tell on that front. But I think the main the main thing was that it was a, yeah, a bit of a clash of ideology and actually the players that were on the books. So, you know, ball playing, playing through the thirds would have been, I'd, I'd, you'd imagine that, you know, his way of playing um, and working with youngsters... Except there wasn't really that many youngsters in the team when when he when he you know a, a lot of experienced players were signed. Um, your Monts, your Labadies, your Wilkinsons—they were all players who had considerable experience at the level, rather than it being necessarily a, a young core. So I think that might be what the, it looks back on, and you know, it think yeah, it, it was. They, they tried, but it just possibly wasn't the right approach with that group of players as well. Now, Flynn, knowing the level, knowing what it takes, um, changing the system, and you know, I, I wouldn't have ever seen Osadibi as a as a right wing back or Shade as a left wing back, for example. But it, it, it's worked, and um, just those little intricacies, I think, have have, have helped playing a front two. You know, having like a, a more high energy midfield, and and yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. Um, we can kind of cover, I guess, what what happened to the Taylor, and you know, I mean, it, it, it's you, you could be debating it for days, but I, I think yeah, it's it was just a bit of a styles clash, to be honest, in terms of what he probably wanted to do in his head, and the, and the players that watch it, and it, it just didn't, and perhaps he, he didn't adapt that that approach. Enough, and um, ultimately, that's why Walsall ended up in the position they were in. But here we are now, and Walsall, uh, you know, having made that change, they're better for it now. They certainly are. Uh, a couple more questions before we just go on and, and preview the Saturday's game in the next couple of games. Jason Winnell 
six weeks ago, the club were in turmoil. Fullerton was heavily criticised and lambasted for what appeared poor recruitment and an unbalanced squad. Given the last four weeks, can we now say that he assembled a nucleus of a good squad that Michael Flynn now plays a system that suits them very same players? It's an interesting, interesting yeah. comment, Joe. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously, yeah. Um, oh, I'd, I'd question the recruitment myself. Um, I do think there was a, a few imbalances. Um, the, I mean, the fact that Tyree Shade and Emmanuel Osadibi have ended up as wing-backs, um, you know, it. I mean, it, it, it's turned out brilliantly, but, you know, they had to find kind of some sort of answer because, you know, with Devine out injured, uh, Ward not really suiting that right. You know what I mean? It, it, they had to kind of find something there. I, I think they're... They're a little bit light in midfield um, as well. You know, you've got those three midfielders on the pitch at the minute in Labadee, Kinsella and and, uh, and Eirin. You've only got Perry beyond that. Um, and then, of course, they did get Rodney in January. Um, but, you know, if you, if you take an injury to Wilkinson or Miller, then you've only got two strikers and nobody really on the bench. So... I still do think there's an issue around squad depth and I think that is something that will have to be addressed in the summer. But um, now I think, you know, in, in terms of that point, I think, you know, these players are certainly performing a lot better and, you know, the, the one thing that um, about Fullerton and, and what he did recruitment-wise last summer, Warsaw got a, a large majority of their business done early doors. And I think that deserves credit because you know you the you know at least it sets you up. You know where you're going. And Flynn has said himself he he would love to repeat that. So it seems like they have a good relationship, uh, Flynn and Fullerton. Both uh, Flynn has been very complimentary of, of Fullerton, and um, you know if he can give him help help him bring in the players that he wants and bring him in early doors, then. I think he'll come in for more praise, um, but yeah, certainly, you know, these players that we really were really questioning um, a few weeks ago, um, you know, I mean, after Swindon, I said I think major surgery is needed on the squad. Now, as the weeks go by, it seems more a case of kind of improving what they've got rather than doing another overhaul and hopefully that proves to be the case because as I, as I have said a couple of times um, ripping things up and starting from scratch is, is a position where Warsaw have found themselves in too often really so um, to have a bit more continuity going into next season I think would be welcomed by everyone really just going to pick one more out um, at Away Walsall has asked a few questions but I'm going to pick this one out nothing to do with football um, <laughs> They've asked a few questions, but the last bit of the question is one that I want to get your opinion on, Joe. What's the best services you've ever stopped at on an away game? Now, I've got an answer for this. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. It depends. There's a, if... ma- there's a huge standout, and you're potentially going to be able to stop there on Saturday when you go to Harrogate. Yeah, I know. It, I, I was going to either say Weatherby or Oxford. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Weatherby, yeah. Yeah, I... I I, I could, I could, I could stop there on the way to uh, Tarragut. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you were going to say whether be as well, weren't you? Ah, uh, unbelievable services. I came back from Middlesbrough <laughs> on a Tuesday night a few weeks ago, and Greg's was open at twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, that, hands down the best well, that, ever. Yeah, that's that's the thing because like you're coming back on like a Tuesday night, and 
a lot of them, like, if the one's got, like, a Mackie's, like, the Mackie's is the only thing that's open. And, like, okay, I mean, I love a, I love a Mackie's as much as the next guy, but it's nice to have a bit of variety. And um, Weatherby, yeah, it's uh, hard to be. I, I like that. I like Oxford. What have been to Oxford? Yeah, it's got, kind of got, like, a nice little water feature outside. It's... it's if you go Wickham. in, High Wickham's good. High Wickham is that the is that the like the extra or whatever it is. That's called? got a water feature as well. That's yeah, the only reason yeah. why I mentioned it. Yeah, High Wickham. Yeah, some of the worst. Frankly's a bit crap in it. If you into Frankly, it just it's like the the nearest one, isn't it? On on the uh, just past Birmingham, that's a bit yeah, rubbish. Yeah, that, um, that rings a bell. That a few there are on, some bad ones. If you on the M5, I mean, you have to be in the mood for it, but Gloucester's all right for the sausage rolls, you know, the, yeah. the farm shop. bit quirky, that one, that bit quirky. You have to be in a certain mood. Sometimes you just want, you know, your bog standard Greg's or your Costa, didn't you? It's you don't want to be all arty-farty. But if it's a nice sunny day... You think, oh, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a sausage roll or something. Then, yeah, Gloucester can be all right. If you want to push the boat out, yeah, yeah. Weather, weather, be. I think I, I, I'd say, all things considered, variety, nice. If you just want to have a sit, sit down in there and just eat your food, plenty of space. You know, nice facilities. I mean, the fact that it's two and a half hours from home still can be a bit of a kick in the teeth. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's miles away. Yeah, but. Weatherby's decent, yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd pump, yeah. That would be my services number one choice. But I think I, sh- I think I should be writing to the owners of Weatherby Services now to get some sponsor money. Yeah, if you want to sponsor us, Weatherby Services, yeah. um, <laughs> the email is. <laughs> what, do we have an email? I don't, I don't think we do. I don't know if we do. Oh, I don't know if we do. I'm tweet not sure. us. If we have. Um, I don't know. Write to us by letter. I'll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just tweet Joe. Just tweet Joe. Yeah. Just tweet me, and he's uh, the main man. Free sausage rolls, please. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, there you go. We could probably do a whole podcast series on the, on services, but there you go. Hope that's answered your question. Walsall home and away. I know you've answered about asked about four or five, but we're uh, sort of running out of time. Thanks for your questions, uh, Saddlers fans. We're just going to go on to the final section of the podcast and talk about this weekend. As we said, um, you're up at Harrogate this weekend, Joe. Yep. Um, they're in and around Walsall. I think a couple of places below. So. Uh, Flynn will be looking for uh, for three points on the road, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, Harrogate uh, did a job on Walsall in the reverse fixture. Really kind of schooled them, really. And, um, you know, it'd be nice to kind of write that write that wrong, really. But, um, yeah, they've, they've fell away a little bit, Harrogate. Um, I wondered if there would be one of those sides in the, in the playoff mix. But um, I think they've lost their last three. They're a while without a win, I think. Um, so... It's a side that Walsall will go to and go to with confidence. It's just interesting to see what kind of shape Walsall will be in. I think they've obviously been given today off after last night. I think they'll be given um, tomorrow off as well. Um, so I think Flynn's giving them a couple of days off because he says they're just spent, really. Um, and, you know, getting doing training with them would just be counterproductive um, because... They're they're just on they're on they're on their knees. So I wouldn't be surprised to see two or three changes, perhaps, um, just in the interest of freshness. Um, now, in terms of players that 
Now, you, you do. We, we've touched on it already this podcast, but many yes, see if this is a chance for him to come back in and, and kind of uh, put that Swindon performance behind him and and um, again show what try and show what he can do. As we say, many months been playing with a bit of a knee niggle for the for the last few weeks. Can he get through this game? We'll have to wait and see. Um, Flynn generally is quite coy in terms of team news going into games, so I don't imagine he will um, open up on the state of affairs too much on Friday when we speak to him. He's he's holding his press conferences on a Friday now, by the way, instead of uh, Thursdays, as as was the case under um, Matt Taylor. But when you tend to ask him about any team news, he just doesn't give any anything away, which which is fine. That's you know that's 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 completely up to him. But um, yeah. It'll just be a bit of a guessing game, really, on the condition of some of the players. Will Tomlin be able to come back in? You know, um, Wilkinson's took a couple of knocks the last couple of games. Labadee limped off a little bit uh, last night. So you do wonder whether there'll be a couple of changes. Warsaw did make three substitutions last night, and they haven't been making a habit of doing that. You know, they, they don't always make three. Um, it might well have been the first time they've made three under Flynn. Uh, that might be wrong, but it, it, you know they don't make three subs every game. That's for no. sure. Um, so your Brendan Kiernan's, your Devante Rodneys might be fancying themselves for 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 a potential start, but um, I think he'll try and keep it as close to to that um, that lineup as he can, having named it for the um, for the Sutton game and for the. Uh, Oldham game but you know it, it being a free game week um, we'll have to see whether that third game is just a stretch too far yeah and just finally that is the first of two away games they've got Salford the following week which you know Salford are a couple of places above Walsall you know if they can take four or even six points from them games Joe you're looking at you know you're looking at a top half finish then aren't you and, and, and trying to finish as we said Flynn wants to finish as high as you can but that top half finish is sort of well within their sights yeah they've got a nice I mean, they nice one of fixtures, really. So, like, they've got Arrogate away, Salford away. Um, then they've got... Just one second. But they, they've got, like, a, a lot of the teams towards that kind of bottom group. Um, so they've got... Yeah, so they've got Leighton Orient at home on, on the 2nd of April, then Rochdale away, then Carlisle at home, then Crawley away. So that's a, that looks, on paper at least, quite a nice four-game run. So if they can get, you know, through through these next couple of games, um, obviously you want to try and keep the unbeaten run going for as long as you can. Even even if it was with a couple of draws, really, I don't think that would be the end of the world. Um, you know, a couple of draws at Harrogate and Salford, just keep that unbeaten streak going, um, and then you know you really try and attack those four games in April. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, as I say, I think we may potentially see one or two changes at the weekend, but. Um, at least next week they have a free week. You know they don't have a, a midweek game next week, so they may be, you know, have the the scope to to stay unchanged for Saturday and then give them a couple of days rest next week. So uh, we'll see how they go. But I think they'll go either way, um, whether it's the same starting lineup or whether it's a couple of the players coming in. Spirits are high, and um, there's no reason why they can't go to a Harrogate and at least pick up a point, if not all for it. 
There we go. You're looking forward to your trip up north? I've been to Harrogate before. It's quite a nice ground, I think. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. It's, but... changed, it's changed a bit. It's um, So I've been... I think I've been they had tw- a plastic pitch. When they I had a plastic pitch. Yeah. When they're covering Telford, when they had, pl- plastic, yeah. when they had a plastic pitch. Um, I think I might have gone previously to that when it was grass and then when they changed to plastic and now they're obviously back to grass. Um, but I think they've built up one or two of the stands just to kind of conform to 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 kind of league ground grinding. It's a it's a bit of a bit of a quirky ground, you'd say. Um, yeah. I don't think there's much like parking or anything around there, so anybody going there maybe be a bit wary of that. But um, yeah, it's a, a little tip. There used to be a school nearby where I parked yes. last time, so maybe try that. Yes. There you go, Saddlers fans. There's my tip for you for the week. Yeah, that's it. No, I think yeah, I think you're right there. So yeah. um, no, it's um, it, it, it's just a bit of a long day, but um, you know it's not quite on the Carlisle or the, uh, <laughs> or the Barrow, Barrow scale. scale. So um, now there's certainly been worse, and it, there's uh, there's worse places than Arrogates. It's quite a nice place. So uh, yeah. hopefully go there, enjoy the day, pick up a result, and uh, jobs are good in. Yeah, Barrow's awful. You go up there, and you've got to come back on yourself to get there. It's just an the, awful. The, the drive awful through the. The lakes is all is it's nice, quite quite, yeah. quite nice actually. I quite in, quite didn't mind that, but yeah, when you actually get to Barrow itself, I don't think there's really much to see. <laughs> but um, I mean, Flynn remarked having been there with uh, Newport earlier on in the season as well. He said having been here twice in a year, I must have done something wrong in a past life. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, arrogant. Fingers crossed to be a nice day for everyone involved. There we go. We'll enjoy your trip. Up to uh, to Harrogate, Joe. Walsall fans, enjoy your trip. Enjoy your stop at Weatherby Services as well. I want to. I hope you're. Uh, hope you're all there. You might bump into Joe while he's uh, gorging, get, getting gorging and getting stuck in in his his favourite service station. So, uh, so there we go. That's uh, another Bescott beat. It's been a rocky road this season so far uh, at the Bescott under Michael Flynn, but he's taken to the saddle and he's steering the saddlers towards safety. Now they're not mathematically safe, but they're on that final stretch and it's very difficult to see how they're going to be sucked back into it now. So thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Best Got Beat. Nathan Judah will be back alongside Joe um, in a couple of weeks. I think he's at Cheltenham today trying to uh, trying to win some money on the horses. So uh, so he'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Hopefully him, him and Joe will be talking about another two victories. So enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your trip to Harrogate. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from Joe.